Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, taking your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. Dennis is Dennis Halnon, one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, and questions. It's uh, what he does every day, all day. It's his day job for business. So these, this is, you know, you guys trying to stump Dennis here. It should be difficult because uh, we get plenty of difficult questions at work. You better believe it. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, but we're here to help you guys out with your issues. Um, feel free to get online and we'll do our best this morning. Usually it's easier in the first hour than the second hour. So 860-522-9842 or WTIC uh, is the number. And of course, we're on the old Facebooks. As long as Zuckerberg deems our news worthy and you're not in Australia, you would get our access to our Facebook broadcast if you like uh, or follow us at Tab or at WTIC's Facebook page. It is there for you guys. Um, and, of course, you can post questions right there in the comments, and we'll see if I can help you. But we've tested the audio. It looks like it's working right now. I mean, it's all streaming out through Facebook. It's not a YouTube kind of type of connection. It's Facebook, so it seems to be a little different <laughs> um, fighting with the Zuckerberg, but that is what it is. <laughs> so feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. 860 860- 522-9842 or is the number. Last week, we were hoping to have Brett Ahrens from MarketWatch on to talk about Bitcoin. He had a bit of a conflict and, and was not able to make it. We expect him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to hopefully talk about, you know, Fidelity's move to allow or to allow you to offer you the ability to put fake money into your 401k and bet your future on it. But uh, we'll see what, what Brett has to say about that if he if he joins us, which I hope he does. So in the meantime, as usual and customary, we have our tech news for you. Did you have anything you want to talk about there, Dennis? Oh, I got one. It yeah. could only have come from Russia. Of course. Yes, the folks in Russia. Uh, according to Brian Krebs, yeah. they are floating the idea of renting out prisoners in their prison system who have IT, yeah, who have IT skills uh, to work for companies that are losing IT workers because they're just fleeing the country. So let's get this straight. So if you happen to be in a Russian gulag and you're put there because you're a bad guy and you happen to know how to turn on a computer, they want to offer them to Russian businesses. Correct. As IT people. Yes. Wow. You know, like I said, only in Russia. 
I mean, this is... They've jumped the shark officially. Russia has jumped the yeah, shark. Yeah, and uh, Brian's article goes over kind of the number of vacancies that there are, and it is a big problem. Right. It's a big problem here in America, even. True. And you can imagine you'd want to escape Russia at all costs. So you imagine that if you're, if you're smart enough to be in IT, you're generally maybe... Not that IT people aren't necessarily sharper than the average nut. Right. They're well, just, they they have you know more resources to be able to leave if they need they want to. You know that's right. that's more pretty much what it's about. The planet right. needs geeks, and like we've been telling right. you here at Computer Talk, the planet needs geeks. So Russia is considering that, correct for, for their companies. Correct. And <laughs> another thing that Brian goes over is uh, the fact that a lot of Russian companies are you know pushing off projects because they don't have personnel. Right. Which means. They're not really stuck for people so much as they're just delaying, you know, major things in order to just get by f- over the next few months. Mm. But uh, according to uh, one of the Duma committees, they're going to have to do something. And this is the idea that they've come up with. <laughs> I can't believe Jeez. it. <laughs> that is that is special. Um, I mean, I'm sure if you think about it, even in American prisons, white collar prisons, usually um, you got plenty of geeks there that have done all sorts of things. Maybe we should rent them out to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Make some money on our, our F- that. There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm sure Putin would pick that up and say, yeah, we'll do that. Oh. Um, well, he, he took in uh, Edward Snowden. That's true. Oh, yeah. I don't think Snowden's doing any coding for him, though. Uh, no. No Snowden coding? Um Wow, that's a story. And it's, if it's on Brian Krebs, is that's he's a great security. Well, yeah, and he's he analyst. knows Russian. He he follows the Russian media. Mm-hmm. He has contacts inside Russia, so he's got this information. Yeah, that's laughable. Yeah. All right, we'll put the link up there for you to read. Uh, <laughs> yikes! Can't make it up. Can't make it up. So you know, I always joke about you know if you uh, want to get our news feed. From our Facebook page, if you like us on Facebook and you're not in Australia, you'll get it. Well, this here's a story. Uh, whistleblowers um, within Facebook are basically uh, saying, look, when we were fighting with Australia, Facebook deliberately took down government Facebook pages as they were fighting with Australia and their newsfeed requirements. So back in early 2021, Australia negotiated with Facebook and Google – over the news media bargaining code, which required both to pay local news outlets for the right to link their content. I mean, Google and Facebook and these guys, they don't get paid. They don't, they don't pay for linking the news articles. Now, of course, if you think about it, if, when we link our articles too, when you go to read it, if there's a paywall and you want to read the article, you'll, you'll pay the person who did it. So you're, there's, you're getting exposure by having these links happen. Right. But – and of course, paid. and on some of the sites, there's advertising too, and they make some money on that. That's true. A little bit. So Google opposed the code and embedded links to documents detailing its objections in the homepage. Facebook said the code was so unworkable. It's, Zuckerberg just said it was so unworkable that it would be forced to stop sharing news links in Australia <laughs> and demonstrated the effect by making it impossible for Australians to post links. That's That's called... Taking your ball and going home yeah. because you're losing the game. So it looks like, though, they, they had even more sour grapes over there at Facebook. While they were fighting with the news organizations, Facebook then took down the government sites, emergency sites, police sites, and government sites. Uh, so on top of it, they were doing some some additional sour grapes here. Um, 
We'll put a link up here for you. And, uh, you know, Australia and, and Facebook are fighting about this. But come on, guys. You're, you're How many millions and billions of dollars these people make and you're fighting over links in your Facebook feed? Yeah. I mean, you know, how small can you be? Yeah. Come on. So we'll put the link up here for, but that's for you guys. But that's where I always reference if you're not in Australia. It has to do with this story back in 2021 where Zuckerberg didn't want to pay for the news links. And Australia says you should pay. I mean, we have issues in our country, in our country, with news not getting compensated for the news they create, and and the, and the amount of news that's being created is such garbage and so useless. Um, and you you wonder, you know, what's going on here as far as uh, America and, and and the information we get. So if you can't make money on it, and then they're going to say, well, you should have some sort of public news organization. It's like uh, a state news organization. I'm not sure that's a good idea either. <laughs> um, well, fortunately, we've got some nonprofits that have stepped in to do yeah. things. So that's a little bit better. It is. Um, but, but we need to figure out a way to monetize stories so so folks are incentivized to actually produce stories and do some work and do some investigative work and get some real real information back to us as, as consumers. Not consumers, but just, just citizens. Yeah, that, that stuff just doesn't come out of nowhere. Right. It, it, you have to... You have to spend money to get that. Right. So so we'll put this link up here for you, and you can see how, how Australia was fighting with Facebook and their, on their news links. Anything else you want to bring up there, Dennis? Oh, Apple, Google, and Microsoft yeah. will work on implementing passwordless sign-on right. on all major platforms. All right. And what's really nice about this is that all three of those are providers of login services to other companies and services. You know how you... Go to a uh, you can go to Facebook and you can uh, sign in using your Google account, different things or your like Facebook that. account. Or well, you can also use Facebook too. But right. there, there's which a I would recommend, by the way. Eh. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> but anyway, they're what they're trying to do is to go with passwordless logins. Yeah, and generally it works by using an authenticator app. Mm-hmm. And a there two are factor. right, and it's two factor, and there are even controls on that as well, um, so that it, it can essentially become a three factor, right? Because in order for the authenticator app to allow you to sign in, you have to make sure that your phone is unlocked and that you are the person using the phone. Mm-hmm. So that, it's almost like three factor. Pretty good. And it's very nice. Um, I'm using that myself already with my own personal Microsoft Online account. Okay. And I think it's beautiful. So you don't, I, you don't type a password in? No. What would be your password if you were to type it in? Oh, one, two, three, four, oh, five. Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's the same thing on my luggage. There you go. <laughs> so, so when you want to log into Microsoft, you don't actually type a password. Right. I Right now, I can't even tell you what my Microsoft password is. You haven't had I mean, I had one at one time. Right. I, I don't know what it is. You don't need it. I never put it in anywhere. So it really works well. And... Uh, it looks like they're all backing that. I can't imagine that you know Facebook isn't going to get on board with this. Right. Um, they're all using a uh, uh, well, it's a third-party consortium called Fido mm-hmm. that has developed this uh, ID system. Gotcha. And it's so it's not just in control of one company. And I think it's really great. Awesome. I really do. All right. If you can make it more secure and make it easier to connect, that's good. The more people are on board with this, the better. All right. We'll put a link up there for that as well, guys. So we're going to step out for a quick break. It's a gloomy Saturday morning. 
uh, feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. Four lines wide open for you guys. The 9 o'clock hour is a lot easier than the 10 o'clock. So come on on board if you have any questions, comments, concerns. We'd love to have you. 860-522-9842. We'll be right back. It's not a video game. It's Computer Talk with Tab. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. I keep telling my wife, though, had it not been for video games, I would not have the career I have today. Uh, well, I wouldn't say video games, but text-based games in my case, yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, But feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number, the only number. And we will do our best to get you uh, your computer question or comment resolved. So let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Jerry in Ansonia first. What's happening, Jerry? Well, good morning. Morning. I have I have a Dell computer, mm-hmm. which I purchased um, the beginning of 2013, 2012. Okay. 2013. It's, it served you well. And, uh, okay. It has a Windows 8, and it's a big guy. It's one of those 5800 uh, computers, but okay. it's a desktop. All right. And um, I had trouble with it in 2017, and I was con- I contacted a software support in India okay. and uh, purchased a one-year guarantee, and they gave me a few things to try, and it was able to boot up. But now <clears throat> I can't boot it at all, and I've tried. Uh, I cleaned all the connectors and the dusted everything the fan comes on the on the on the hard drive yeah but nothing shows up on the screen have you tried a different screen uh i don't know what does that mean have you tried a different monitor no i don't have a different monitor do you have a friend that you could borrow their monitor i sure do all right so So that would be a good it's an option it it's a test to see if it's not the the monitor itself but the computer yeah, I mean, if it's coming, okay. if you hear it whirl up and you don't hear any beep codes that say, hey, I can't, you know, there's usually a big warnings if it can't fully boot, you might have beep codes. You're not getting any of that. I'm guessing your monitor might have died. It's 10 years old. Yeah. I, want, I want to learn more about this Indian support company. Yeah, that okay. that that's kind of interesting. So did you call Dell for support and get extended warranty or did you go to www.supportmycomputerhelp, I don't know, and find this Indian support company? Who were these people? Well, I called Dell, okay, and they good. told me that my um, computer was no longer covered by um, their contract. Okay, fine. That if I needed right. anything, I should call uh, the service, and okay. that's how I got them. Fair enough. So that sounds right. legitimate. Yeah, yeah. They, you called them, and they said you're not in warranty. Then you bought and extended the warranty so that they would help you. Right. That's Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. normal. That's fine. So now the machine also is 10 years old, so... Jerry, if you plug your another monitor in and it doesn't come up, I do not think you should go and spend any money trying to fix this computer. Now, do you have a backup of your data? I do. I have a Seagate Backup Plus disk, and I, I've been using that up until the time that I couldn't uh, get on the computer anymore. All right, good. So let's assume your backup is good. You might be in the market for a new machine. It's 10 years old. Um, I, it can't last forever. True. And it's it's if you put them another monitor on, you have the same result. I would never want you to, unless you want to tackle it yourself, because you do sound like you're willing. Um, 
you could try to troubleshoot this, but I suspect you have a failed drive if, if after the monitor doesn't well, show either up. Either failed drive or motherboard. Yeah, yeah, but you're not and you're not well, getting I'm, any beep code, so it's not the it's not the RAM. I don't um, really want to troubleshoot it myself okay. because I've got too many other things to do with the summer and the spring and the summer. You know right? what I mean. Right. I, I, I'm so, actually with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. As computer geeks, we feel the same way. You know, you get things to get done. Uh, so tell me if um, if it doesn't work with a different monitor, yep. how would I best get rid of the computer? Okay. Well, so if you want to e-cycle it, um, your town most likely has an e-cycling program for electronic waste. However, I you want to... Most likely. We do have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, if you wanted to, you could take the hard drive out of the computer, even though it's probably dead. And the hard drive is looks like a, it's about the size of a sandwich. Um, it okay. might It might say Seagate. It might say Hitachi. It might say Western Digital. It might say Toshiba. Uh, Toshiba. And it's it's the biggest piece of metal in there, really. And um, you'll take that out, a couple of screws, or have a friend help you with that. And then you can bring the rest of the, har- the carcass to your e-cycling. Great. And then it'll be, okay. it'll be responsibly so recycled. You're welcome. And good luck. Thank you. All right, Jerry. And thank you for your service. Our pleasure. Thank you. We're happy to be Bye. here. Bye-bye. That, that machine has lost, lasted a long time for her. She's gotten her money's worth out of it. I wouldn't be complaining too much. No, she doesn't sound like she is. I mean, no. she's just matter-of-fact about it, which is yeah. good. Let's go on to Karen in Windsor next. What's happening, Karen? Hi, it's Karen. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm really good. You guys are great, as always. (laughs) We try. Um, I have a new, excuse me, a new Lenovo that I picked up last week. It's a ThinkPad, and it came with Windows 10. But as I was getting through the the whole customizing thing, I, I immediately chose the option to upgrade to Windows 11. And it went well. It only took maybe two, three hours. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, but I have a couple of questions. I have a uh, on, on Microsoft Office. Yep. I know that it comes with, Windows 11 comes with the default of some Office number. Right. I, I don't know. But I have a license for Office 2010. Okay, cool. Hold it right there. We got it. We're coming against the bottom of the hour. So can we finish answering your question after the break? Perfect. All right, we're going to go ahead and put you on hold as long as I don't drop you by accident. And we'll continue with Karen. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. The read line's open for you. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 10. I'm sorry, until 11. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. <laughs> I know what time it is. Does anybody know what time it is? I know what time it is. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Leslie will be in with Healthy Rounds. At 10 o'clock, we're expecting to have an interview with uh, Brett Ahrens from MarketWatch to talk about crypto in your 401k. But on the line, we're going to get back to our caller here, Karen, who's trying to use... Office 2010 with their Windows 11, right, Karen? That's correct, yes. All right, so we did do some research. I mean, generally, we would advise, or I would advise my customers, my business customers, to try to avoid that because it's so old. You know, it's 10, 12-year-old uh, office suite. However, Dennis did some research, 
and it is it is at least theoretically compatible with Windows 11. Right. Okay. Um, so you can go ahead and install it. Yep. Go ahead and use it. It might be fine. Until then it's again, not. two months from now, Microsoft could release an update to Windows 11 that breaks it. Right. <laughs> and they may never fix that. Or they might fix it and it'll work again. Right. And then six months after that, it'll break. So yeah. you're... You're on. Put it this way: you are on borrowed time with that software. Right. You know, I I almost don't care. I I just I don't like the new Office products, and I, and you know I only use Excel and Word, so yeah. you know mm-hmm. my my needs are very small and minimal. Um, but how would I install it though? I mean, I've got the the code key. Beautiful. Do you have the disks? It wasn't. I didn't come with a disk. Oh, it came with the machine ten years ago, eleven years ago. Well, yeah, I bought the license when I bought the machine, which was Windows 7, as you know. Yep, yep. Um, And uh, I've got got the card, and it always, I don't know, somehow I think I uh, downloaded it, believe it or not. You you might have downloaded it, and if that's what you did before, that's what you're going to do now. You can download it still? I don't know about that. Oh. I don't know. I haven't tried it, of course, but when I do that... Yeah. Um... I'd like to uninstall whatever the the current office is that comes with. Yes, it. you are. You are going to before you do anything like this. You're going to uninstall the version of Office that came on there. Okay, yeah. and and Just, it will it will let me do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, add remove programs. Right, that's where yeah. you're going to look for it. Get okay. rid of that that version of Office. Now, if this doesn't work, Karen, um, you may have to decide to bite the bullet. Now, you can buy an Office 2021 and pay for it once. They still exist, Microsoft. Really? I didn't know that. I thought it was a rental agreement for the rest of the, until the world ends. They they don't really want people doing it, but you can. Yes. And so they do realize that there's, because they do offer this software, they realize there's a huge market for people who just want to pay for the thing once and not rent it forever. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fifty percent um, of the mail servers out there are still on-premises exchange. Well, just yesterday I installed Office 2021 on a customer's computer. Yeah, and we sell it plenty of times, so we want to make sure that folks have that option. So you could do that. Bite the bullet, had the latest Office for whatever, better for worse. But you, of course, all your Excel spreadsheets are have to be upgraded. They'll, hmm. they'll kind of upgrade as you open them into the new flavor. Well, yeah, but there isn't that much difference between the 2010 flavor and and. What it's doing now? Okay, yeah, good. It's it's still the Office XML format mm-hmm. that they are they're using. So you're good there too. How would I actually install it though? Do I have to search for a Microsoft site? Do I call them? You can go to Staples and buy the buy a copy, right? And then they'll give you an actual. Well, I'm not sure if they give you boxes anymore at Staples, but uh, they'll give you probably a link to a download at Microsoft, and again a key. Um, you can, of course, go to Microsoft.com and do your best to find the link for the the, the single-site purchase. It's going to cost you about $300 for the home and business, a little over $300 for the home and business version. I'm, I'm still talking about the 2010 version. Oh, that one? Oh. I don't know. That I was surprised to hear, hear Dennis say you could download it. But if I, you, I thought I have done that I maybe within the last year. Okay. okay. So you have to go to Microsoft's site and look yep. for downloads. You have a key. Yeah. Um, so if you get lucky and they give you the ability to download Office 2010, I almost want you to call back and tell us where you found it. 
Don't go to some crazy site, though. It needs to be Microsoft. Yes. So yes, do your search from within um, Microsoft. In, well, I have it on my Windows 10 machine, so I can't just easily copy it over. No. <laughs> well, you can't copy the program, but but if you happen to have the installer, mm. the installer file, look at maybe your downloads folder. No okay. way. And cool. you're going to look for something called officesetup.exe. Okay. That might be the the magic ticket. Oh, okay. That's another trick that I've done for people. So the installer goes oh, yeah. out and finds the go right out source. and find the installer from the old machine, and there you go. If, okay, that, and I how would I if if I am successful with my all weekend endeavor? <laughs> um, how would I ensure that the files are saved to my C drive? Does that go through on the setup too? Well, you, Office 2010? Well, you have to decide where you want to save your files. When you save a file, you can save it wherever you like, into My Documents, or you can okay. put it in folders okay, that you I'm create. I'm not a fan of the OneDrive. I already uninstalled that. Oh, I think, I think she's referring to the fact that after uh, 2013 mm-hmm. and later, mm-hmm. it leans toward saving your files in OneDrive. But if, if you're reinstalling 2010, it's going to be on the hard drive, because I don't think Perfect. 2010 automatically tries to save everything to OneDrive. And we can tell you how to disable that, too. We can give you a link on how to disable that OneDrive uh, synchronization that occurs. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you got some stuff to try here, Karen. Cool. Yeah. You nothing else to do, huh? I don't have anything else to do, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, good luck. Hopefully these tips, I mean, I, I want to hear about that. If you find that installer, you should call back next week and see how that went, because <laughs> that'd be kind of cool if that, if that All works. Right. That's cool. All right. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right. So she's got something to do this weekend. <laughs> uh, Carolyn, can I bring on my next call, you think? All right. Karen's letting me bring you on, Don. Don in Bristol's got a question. What's going on, Don? Okay. Is that me? That's you, sir. Okay. Um, I listen to you guys often, but I never had a chance to call you. And unfortunately, I've got to call you <laughs> to get some help on this one. Uh, I got hacked yesterday. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, no. Yeah, and um, don't really know uh, where to go from here. Uh, I've been trying. I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning trying to uh, see what uh, what is available, what I've been uh, compromised with. Uh, it looks as though Vanguard, who I use, uh, sent me an alert called uh, Security Disabled. Um, I have tried to um, uh, work through uh, Vanguard, and all I do is get these uh, six-digit codes that they send me. However, none of them work. So I have to keep going back and put a new one in, and uh, I think they just got to the point where they say, this guy's a hopeless case. No, um, no, no. So, okay, so hang on. So yep. you're, you, you can't get into your Vanguard account? No. Okay, you should get on the phone with Vanguard and call them as a uh, call. Yeah, a human. I tried that. They said call back Monday. What? That, that's kind of unusual really? for, for an outfit that big. Well, they are low cost. Yeah, <laughs> they're low fee. Yeah, but that doesn't sure. sound good. Uh, you need to talk to somebody. If you can't get into your Vanguard account, and then the uh, you're getting the two factor, and that's still not working. Um, and you got the alert that said your security was disabled. All those things make us make me a little nervous. Uh-huh. Um, you should be able to talk to some sort of after-hours Vanguard support. I can't imagine. Here you go, Dennis. Uh, I'm it. I'm 
looking uh, online at Vanguard, and they have a phone number for what they call Vanguard Client Services. There you go. Uh, they are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Is and that number, by chance, 800-662-2739? That is it. Yeah, that's the one I called, and they said, call back Monday. <laughs> okay, that's not cool. That is not cool at all. Um, no. I would tell you to call them again and yeah. tell them you're concerned that your account's been compromised. They also they also have an automated phone system, not an automated uh, web interface, but a phone system. Mm-hmm. And I can give you that number, too. Okay, I'll take anything you got. It's 800 662 6273 6273 okay and that like i certain- said that 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 is supposed to be 24/7 and um you'll be in a like a phone menu tree all the time but you uh-huh. might be able to get somewhere with that i don't know okay well i'll certainly try it i need help from wherever i can get it now the other thing too, Don, is that maybe somebody did try to access your account and they tried it enough times that it disabled your account, which is which is good, right? It means that you can't. Nobody's getting into it, including you. Yeah, or the it could guys. mean that the the whole account is completely locked now, right? Right, which could be a good thing. So, so mm-hmm. you definitely need to talk to somebody over there to get a better feel for what's happening. And I can't believe they did that. They said that. I mean, this is too yep. important. So. All I can tell you is good luck there. Um, the the email you got, did you click on any links from within that email? Um, the security alert email, if it said. I could have, uh, to, to, in other words, so let them take over the computer. Uh, it just got worse as things went on. I think I'm kind of stupid for allowing this to happen. I've heard about it and I know what to do, but yet I fell into it. All right, so you so when they sent that email saying your security was down, it said click here to correct it or something to that effect. Um, and you might have clicked on it. You think they were on the phone? There was two different guys. One switched to the other, and uh, I think they were Orientals. Uh, at least they sounded that way. And uh, one guy said, "Well, okay, I'll switch you over here. This guy will handle things from here on in." They sounded professional, yet they didn't sound it. Right, but um, so, but again, that you initiated that through the email link and not by calling them. Uh, no, I did call them. That was the point. Oh, you called Vanguard specifically yeah, they, they on the email the, with the phone made number. The statement that uh, uh, do not, under any circumstances, uh, hang up, uh, hang the phone up, or disconnect the the uh, the word, and uh, or you will lose each and every file you have on your computer. Well, that one kind of really scared me, and uh, I saw that big number there, and I said, I'll call it. Oh, God. Okay, so you did fall for something here. Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. Um, all right, so that's a scam. Yep. Um, There's no question about that. Did you pay them anything? I beg pardon? Did you pay them anything for help? No. They uh, they said, uh, finally, they said, uh, here is the charge. You can uh, handle this uh a number of different ways, and I said, "What do you mean a charge?" And they said, "It's four hundred and ninety-five dollars." And I said, "There ain't no way in hell I can do four hundred and ninety-five dollars." Right. So they said, "Okay, we'll give you a discounted price." They knocked a hundred bucks off, and I said, "That doesn't help." Right. So, okay. um, and they finally just said, uh, "All right, that's it," and they hung up. 
And I figured, okay, I was safe from there on in because they were gone. Right. Now, I went through my computer, and I uninstalled or I clicked off everything I could find with their number, with their uh, company name. And, you know, I can't – I've done it uh, for so many, mm. I can't even remember what the what it was. Uh, but it was a two-word uh, two thing. Okay. So you and, felt you had a big warning in an email, and they said to call the number. So this is basically the old Microsoft scam that we talk about all, all the time. Your Vanguard warning could be because they actually did turn off your, your security while they were banging around in your machine. Uh -huh. um, I don't think in a million years you gave them your Vanguard password for, for any reason, correct? No. Okay. No. All right. no, I didn't give them any passwords, and uh, All right. uh, I didn't think I gave them anything really at that point. Right, but here's Other the issue. They took over the computer and everything I have on there obviously becomes uh, right. uh, you know, in their thing. Uh, one thing I did notice is that I had a series of icons on the front page of my uh, computer, mm -hmm. which every time I opened it up, all those icons were really there. And uh, as it stands, um, uh, I lost them all. They mm -hmm. just disappeared. And I'm wondering, how can I get them back? Well, they probably messed with your desktop. They probably turned off the desktop. Uh -huh. If you want to turn that back on, there's a way to do that, which is to right-click um, on the desktop in any empty area. Uh-huh. And let's see. I have Windows... 11 here and I think there's a way to turn it on oh view oh yeah that's what it is you you right click you click view and then you click show desktop icons that's it okay where do I get view all right you right click anywhere in the free area okay and you should see a view line okay and then it'll if you like hover over that, it'll show you some more options. Mm -hmm. And one of them will be show desktop icons. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Don, go ahead and call after you've done that. Call Vanguard. And uh, you've definitely, by you being on the phone, have definitely, sh again, reminded everyone who's listening not to fall for this stuff. Um, yeah. You got to. It's so realistic. That was the whole point. Yeah, people can be easily tricked. Um, mm -hmm. And so, they can they can say all the right things to scare you. Right. But so yeah. anything you get an email, never trust it. Never call the numbers on it. Always go to the actual website of the companies you're working with and call their numbers. So we're going to have to let you go, Don. Give Vanguard a call with those numbers we gave you, and hopefully they'll be able to unlock your account. I would tell you also to download Malwarebytes. Uh, from our site over at computertalkwithtab.com, we're going to put a link to Malwarebytes and have you download it and scan your machine to see if they loaded anything on your machine as you didn't pay them. They probably left you a little present. Um, yeah. So we're going to have you scan that, and uh, we've got to let you go. Okay, Don? Okay. Thanks very much. Yeah, good luck, sir. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Hope we have a, a guest coming on. We uh, expect at uh, 10 o'clock, 10 10.05. Uh, Brett Aarons will be on, we hope, talking about an article he wrote in MarketWatch about having crypto in your 401k. And 
you know, I'm not the sharpest tack in the drawer. I don't know everything about investing, but I just saw, I mean, crypto's tanking along with the market. So how is a thing that's not connected to anything that's real tanking when the market tanks? Doesn't make any sense to me. It's connected to nothing, right? We can decide that crypto is worth a million dollars right now if you'd like. Go ahead. It's worth a million dollars. That's what it's worth. Or it's worth, or it's worth a penny. Pick whatever you'd like. Right. So why is it following the market? It makes no sense to me. Again, I'm not an expert in the market. I just I just bet, put my money in an index fund and call it a day. But uh, <laughs> how can you beat the index? You can't just follow it. Uh, but that's my approach. But, well, you know, putting crypto in your in your 401k, I mean, I, I don't know. It's right now has not connected to anything. Now, people have already called in and said, Eric, neither is the dollar. Yep, that's why we pumped three point six trillion dollars into our environment recently in this in this administration. Two trillion in the previous administration. You wonder why milk costs eighty bucks, right? It's eighty bucks. It's not Putin. <laughs> it's five point six trillion dollars pushed into the market. I mean, I know that, um, but why crypto is even connected to anything is just doesn't make any sense to me. So Brett will hopefully explain it to us um, and what the heck Fidelity is thinking as to why they would allow folks to put crypto into their 401k. You want to bet the farm on something, go ahead. Uh, but we'll have we'll have him on hopefully at 10.05. He had some issues with schedule last week um, and see if he has anything he wants to talk about. And it looks like I've got we got a call coming in. Chuck, we'll try to get Chuck here before we go to the top of the hour. What's happening, Chuck? What can we do for you? We only have a few minutes. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I got an older SB6141 Motorola router, uh, maybe about uh, 10 years old. Let me turn the volume down on my TV. Um, and uh, it's uh, I'm losing signal and dropping the Internet. Comcast has been out here a couple times playing with the uh, uh, signal to my house. They say it's pretty good. Okay. So I'm real wondering about should I replace the modem or should I replace the Comcast? <laughs> <laughs> if it's a signal, if it's a wireless signal thing, it probably is your router, your, your modem router that needs to be replaced. Right. Okay. So go to the staples near you and say, yeah, hey, I, I bought a uh, Arius S33 the other day. Oh, you're already ready to start it. So that, is that the modem or is that the... It's, the, it's, it, a, it's it a combo? It's a cable modem. A cable modem, Okay. What's what's going to be your wireless device? I have a, I think it's E E R O. Arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I have, that'll and be those new. work good. It's three little pucks that yep. are around my house. Yep, Chuck, go ahead and give it a shot. Okay. Can't hurt. <laughs> well, two hundred dollars worth of hurt. But well, I, I hear you. <laughs> That's true. As a geek, we think that is fun. All right, just one more question. There were two outputs on the back of that um, uh, router. Uh, a one, I believe, gigabit. Yeah. And a two gigabit. One gigabit's what you're going to connect to. Okay, perfect. Right. All right, Chuck, we got to go. Bye-bye. All right, Thanks. bye-bye. You're welcome. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 